Friends, <clears throat> what does it mean to walk circumspectly? What does it mean to redeem the time? What does it mean to that the days are evil? Well, let me just focus for one minute on on the reasons why the days are evil. Uh, the days are evil because the Christian finds himself in in his own life in much disorder. Uh, in in our own lives, we find much corruption, much sin, and the days are evil because of that. Uh, the, our life can be seen by ourselves as being a mess. Um, full of sin, full of disappointments. And so the Apostle Paul says, you watch how you live. Uh, you are walking on eggshells. You are walking on ice. And it is, uh, it, you are living in days constantly. From the time you were born, you're living in evil days, evil times. Yes. Um, and because also we are exposed to so many afflictions, because we are exposed to so many dangers and so many issues and um, so many trials. Um, these are evil days because of the many um, enemies and adversaries. We have a, a pouncing a lion of the devil uh, seeking to devour, seeking to destroy you, seeking to destroy your testimony and everything about you, everything about the local church. He, he wants uh, the church to be wiped off the earth. Of course, he can't do that. So what he will do, he would, he would bring in error. He would bring in apostasy. He would entice and he has his devices that are so many. And I, I would strongly uh, recommend to you to read uh, Thomas Brooks's little book, on the uh, on on that text, um, precious remedies against Satan's devices. The days are evil <clears throat> because iniquity abounds, because the, of the love of many grows cold, and so you must walk. You and I must walk circumspectly. So think on that. This was a text. This was a passage which was very much used in the life of a dear man of God who lived just for 31 years, who ministered the word of God just for seven years, but his impact in India and in Persia or Iran of today um, has resulted in the conversion of thousands and thousands of people. And this was the text that, that was the driving force uh, behind his, his endeavors, because he saw his life being so short, because he saw his life uh, being only for a few days. <clears throat> and he said, I must redeem the time. And his name was Henry Martin. And I want to say a few things about his life. I, I don't know how many of you of know of Henry Martin. He was a missionary sent by the Church of England to India first. And he was born on this day. Uh, and that's why I thought to bring this message to you. I was originally was going to speak to you a little on from Exodus chapter 1. But I thought since it is Henry Martin's birthday, we should consider him for a little while. And his, his point was he believed his time was short. 
and he, his time was really short. He ministered for seven years. And, and he's, there is a famous saying of his that he prayed to God again and again. He says, let me burn out for thee. Uh, what a wonderful thing to pray. Let me burn out for thee. Um, and in his diary, he says, now let me burn out for God. Um, and that was the impassioned prayer of that young man who was born in the, uh, in the area which is um, the uh, Truro, in the town of Truro in England, just about an hour or so away from where I live, in 1781. So 240 years ago. He became a missionary in time to India and Persia. And he, he was a man who lived his short life with a sense of urgency that is rare in our generation. And that's why this, this meeting is, is, has been created. That's why we are here, because I trust, because of the sense of urgency that, that you have. That was the driving force. The time is short. The days are evil. We must seek the Lord. And so, as I said, only in his 31 years of life, seven years of ministry, he gave himself to prayer and he gave himself to labor. He did not want to rust out for God. He didn't want to uh, live his life just in education. He was, he was a mathematician. He, he studied at Cambridge. And um, in his final year at Cambridge, he was, he was very much affected and influenced by the, uh, the diaries of David Brainard. Uh, who was that early missionary to the American Indians. And he says, the flesh shrinks at times, but I do not regret having resigned the world. Life is but a short journey. And then if I be faithful unto death, my gracious reward will begin. He, he said, I feel pressed in spirit to do something for God. I have hitherto lived to, to little purpose, more like a clod than a servant of God. Now let me burn out for God. What a testament to the transforming power of God and his word. He, he, the word of God captivated him and uh, he was converted by God's grace. He served for a little while in England and, and he, he served under uh, that great man of God, Charles Simeon, um, who was a wonderful preacher in Cambridge. And, and this, this decision that he made to go and serve the Lord for the rest of his life, it, it, was, a, it was not a decision Martin made lightly, particularly when so many people thought that he was throwing his life away. Uh, his decision uh, startled the people around him, his family. And one author put it is, was as much as if he had purposed a flight to the moon. Uh, yet he's, uh, he says that the flesh shrinks at times, but I do not regret having resigned this world. Uh, and his sense of spiritual urgency drove him forward. He, he realized time is short. There, there are millions of people on that broad road that is leading them to destruction. And they have never had any chance of hearing the gospel. And so he began praying for them, praying for people that he has not met yet and, uh, and, and prayed for the nations of India and then later on for Persia. He, he, and, and let me say that he was never a very captivating preacher. 
they said of him that he didn't really preach well. He 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 was very weak in his nature. Uh, he wasn't very powerful speaker. He was constantly uh, falling into all kinds of illnesses. He was uh, emotionally as well very much nervous. He had uh, for a long time he he had tuberculosis and he actually died of it. And it began to take hold on him. His preaching became very painful. And uh, and while he would preach, he was coughing up blood and various things. And yet he kept on. He, he said, these people need to hear the word of God. He kept on praying to the Lord on their behalf, on, on behalf of these pagans that he saw on the streets of India. And... Uh, uh, and, and he began to preach to whoever. When, when beggars would come to his house, he would preach to them in India. Uh, he, he said this, study never makes me ill, scarcely ever fatigues me, but my lungs. Death is seated there. It is speaking that kills me. It is preaching that kills me. Uh, but the call of Jesus Christ bids me to cry aloud for them and spare not. Um, in fact, he, he, dec- he says that, uh, he, he would rather uh, preach the gospel to the b- poor in a way that they understood that than anything else on earth. But the symptoms of tuberculosis, uh, it increased, it ex- escalated, and he, he decided he was so convicted in his soul that he must go to Persia and he must translate the Persian New Testament. And I have one of the early editions of it. I think I showed it to you before. I have one of the early editions of it here. Uh, that was published uh, in 1812. And uh, it has been a privilege for me to work on it in in revising it and to edit it for publication. Uh, But but he, in October, on October 8th, 1812, as he was laying, uh, as he was dying, he wrote this. He says, I sat in the orchard and thought with sweet comfort and peace of my God, in solitude, my company, my friend and comforter. Oh, when shall time give place to eternity? When shall appear the new heaven and the new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness? There shall in no wise enter in anything that defileth. And he passed away into eternity the following week on uh, October 14th, 1812. And this edition of his New Testament was published that year as well. So although his life was very short, very brief. It was a life utterly invested in eternity. And and so uh, it was a life of enduring fruitfulness. My friends, you may die and you may not see the answer to your prayers now. You may not see it now in your lifetime. Your children may not see it, but who can tell when is the timing that God has placed that I will answer that prayer that um, my daughter, my son, prayed on that Thursday morning or Thursday afternoon. Uh, Who can tell? The Lord will answer it in 40 years' time, 50 years' time, 100 years' time. But surely he will answer. And the prayers that Henry Martin prayed for those people in India, for those people in Persia, God answered not in his lifetime. He saw very little fruit, if anything, any fruit. But he was assured that God has heard his prayers. He, he was always conscious of um, his life being very short. Uh, and yet he, he could face the fact that death in, uh, in the assurance that God 
his, his hour was set, his hour of his death was set. And until he gets to that point, he says, I will give myself to prayer till the day I die. And, um, and so he, he said this, he, he prayed this prayer to the Lord. Lord, increase my zeal that though I am but a feeble and obscure instrument, I may, I may struggle out my few days in great and unremitting exertions for the demolition of paganism and the setting up of Christ's kingdom. Uh, surely, Henry Martin is a compelling example of what Paul uh, said. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Well, my friends, God has answered those prayers of Henry Martin. As I, as I saw a report even yesterday that in the country of Iran, uh, now there was a survey done and only 40% of those thousands of people who were, who were surveyed said that they are actually practicing Muslims. 40%. That is not what the news media tells you. Um, many of them have become disillusioned uh, with Islam. And uh, it has become so secular um, that there are many who are turning to this and that and the other thing. But one thing is very clear, that there are many who are seeking the Lord Jesus Christ as well. So do you see the prayers of that feeble man who was feeble in his body, but he was a giant before God, is being answered after 240 years. So be encouraged. Don't have a short sight of things now. This is not a little prayer meeting. We are going before the God of heaven and earth. We are entering into his courts. Few people uh, enter there. Few people uh, have this privilege that you and I have. And uh, so what we are here to do uh, this, this uh, afternoon and uh, throughout these past days, we are wrestling with the Almighty. And uh, who can tell what God will do? in the time to come. So be encouraged. Uh, remember that, uh, that we are to redeem the times because the days are evil. And may God bless you then uh, and uh, keep you uh, going on in prayer.